0: Awesome. Oh my beautiful, powerful listeners, welcome to another incredible episode of Powerful Ink Startup Stories. I'm joined today by Ann Storino, a grief recovery method specialist and professional organizer. And Anne has like an achingly beautiful story that transformed her life and healed her heart, that she now turns around and helps others. Go through the transformation that they need to, I would say, absorb and dissolve the loss that they've experienced so that they can live in peace again. And that, gosh, I'm already yeah. going to cry. <laughs> it doesn't mean, you know, um, coming to closure with the grief, but being able to carry it with you and still function in the world. Um, and it's based on her own transformation and her own story And how she discovered this grief recovery method and is now offering it as a service because of the impact it's had on her life. So welcome to the show, Anne. I'm just thrilled and honored to have you here. And I thank you for reaching out to to come and share your story with us.
1: Thank you. And thank you for having me. And I'm going to have to take notes because I think you put that into words better than I've done myself in the past. (laughs) I appreciate appreciate that.
0: (laughs) You go ahead and have this recording and I get transcripts and all kinds (laughs) of things. we'll, We'll use it. So, Anne, I mean, tell us a bit about your business you were sharing, which I just love so much. And I even relaxed hearing that you're in the retirement stage of life. And because of this experience um, that you had, you're just offering this service because you know the impact it can give to others, particularly when you didn't find what you were looking for during your grieving process. And so this is, you know, it's so awesome to meet someone online who's doing it for the sake of doing it truly and completely (laughs) detached from the outcome of it other than being invested in the person's results and support from what you do. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so did you want me to mention how it started? Is that what you said? I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you
0: want to, you want to share your origin story. Yeah, of course. I don't want to steal that thunder.
1: Um, so, um, we have four boys and now, Two, brand, uh, two beautiful granddaughters, and um, our son Christopher passed away in 2019, unexpectedly. Obviously, a big shock, um, and very quickly, I went into my survival mode of get busy and take care of things, and I quickly figured out that I needed to honor him and his life instead of focusing on his death. And so my granddaughter at that time, I think she was about nine. So her and I um, decided to start a business, but I knew eventually I wanted it to be in the grieving world. But at that point in time, I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't even know how to grieve myself. So we started out with an organizing business and it was amazing how immediately my clients that were constantly and still continue to be brought to me are ones that are grieving Um, Mm -hmm. a good majority of them have, you know, lost especially a husband in the last six months to a year by the time they find me. And um, so I went through the grief recovery method and Oh my God, goodness, my eyes were opened and I was finally able to process the grief Mm -hmm. and walk through it. I think so often when tragedy hits or we're dealing with trauma we want to go over, around it, under, mm-hmm. and that typically doesn't work, right? Mm-hmm. We got to walk through it. So yeah, you do. Uh, the grief recovery method gave me a process to walk through it. And mm-hmm. then quickly I added that on to our business and mm-hmm. then it made sense, you know. Um, and you know what? We just continue to help people and try to walk alongside them in whatever it is that they're dealing with. In life, you know, so often nobody shares difficulties, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you ask everyone, How are you? Oh, fine. And mm-hmm. nobody goes into details. But when they get home and, you know, hanging out, that's when the reality hits. And, you know, I was just playing pickleball yesterday and I know that her um, husband has recently died and she hasn't even been able to share that. And I get that. Um, so when the time comes, I just want to be available. Mm-hmm. And know what to say and mm-hmm. what not to say for that matter.
0: And what not to say and what to say, even if it's uncomfortable for you, yeah. um, you know, because it's important to show up for people and give them a safe space to fall apart. And so yeah. what's interesting here is you started the organizing business, which was probably the doing and the coping mechanism of being on that treadmill of avoidance. Yeah. Um, of not slowing down for fear of what would happen when you did Um, but then you were still searching for your own um, I don't know what the right word is but you know finding a means to come to terms with your grief and you found this grief recovery method so that came in later and it's a, a patented tool of some kind so is it like some organization do you buy that and become certified in it or
1: yeah so I became certified and you know they've got a lot of books and so forth but basically it's an eight-week program Mm -hmm. where you meet for about an hour to two hours and it can be online or in person Mm -hmm. and you go through this action-based program Mm -hmm. that inevitably helps you to start to grieve Um, originally when I went through the process as I was being certified, I thought I was there to talk about and grieve my son, our son. But I quickly found out as you do this loss history graph that the thing that kept popping up on my graph was issues and results of my childhood with my father. So I actually worked through that process first And in walking through that process, I was able to put to rest or come to peace with issues that I didn't even know I was dealing with. I had Mm -hmm. closed off my heart in order to protect myself, but as a result, I was not allowing myself to have feelings, let other people in, Mm -hmm. um, and therefore I was unable to grieve the loss of my son. So until I went through that process, I couldn't even begin to conceptualize how to grieve our son. I just was the one with the straight face and I'm okay and I'm just going to get through this. Mm -hmm. But the longer we do that and the longer we hold things inside, the more damage long-term that we do actually do to ourselves and our relationships with other people.
0: So you completely visited like the inner cosmos of your life story and found things that look okay it's because of this one event but it was so much bigger so it's deeply transformative so it's not it's something then that could be applied to a variety of searching for healing not necessarily around loss but um, that being a trigger and a mechanism for people to find you in this program and begin that healing process and eight weeks seems like a short amount of time and an intense experience to go through. Um, But you're held, right? Like there's tools to regulate and acclimatize to that environment and release the wounds and really heal. So you said action-based things, right? So like exercises, homework, support, kind yeah. of incredible things yeah that's amazing so you yep. came out of this experience a whole new person yeah. yeah yeah
1: and I and I honestly I thank our son for that um without getting into faith or all of that stuff um I'm just happy that his death mm-hmm. um didn't have to destroy all the lives you know in our family and so forth and so on Um, as a result of his death we are all better people Mm -hmm. um, better human beings better in our relationships with other people and closer and tighter as a family and as we walk through this you know doesn't mean there aren't times of sorrow or sadness and stuff like that but we just always choose to celebrate his life and celebrate what he brought to the world and to us. Mm -hmm. And it's nice too, because, you know, nobody's perfect and our relationships are never perfect. Right. So instead of dwelling, you know, even like I talked about with, with the um, process with my father, instead of dwelling on the negative, Mm -hmm. it's just pulling from the positive um, and using that to bless other, bless other people.
0: Yeah. You know, that is a, I think part of where I feel you have this beautiful detachment and real sense of service to others as a result of what you went through, because you're living it now you've opened, you kind of feel like spiritually bigger in a way, yeah. and a more whole version of yourself and now you just want to share that for others who are seeking that. So you're not attached to any, you know, income outcome or mm-hmm. um, like the legacy is in each of the individuals yeah. that you yeah. support. And then you you honor Christopher as a result of that and honor yourself and your family on the other side of having, you know, had to part ways with him. Right. And it, it becomes something so much more than just your own experience you use it for the good of others for the and how they transform right so now you're creating this beautiful um effect in the world a ripple effect in the world
1: yeah we can choose to live a life of legacy or a life of misery right? right um no different than organizing a home or organizing our lives Um, We can hold on to the junk and the clutter and the stuff that Mm -hmm. holds us back Mm -hmm. and keeps us from living, or we can let the clutter and junk go. The things of our past, our lives before, leave that and just bring the positive and the necessary to move forward. Um, I, I honestly believe, so Christopher's been gone now four years, like, I am completely, when you talk about the ripple effect, I am completely a different person. Mm -hmm. And I never would be where I am today Mm -hmm. had it not been from going through that experience, but trying to find the most positive avenue to have that experience. And then um, to be able to bring that to other people. And, you know, it's hard when you see people just dwelling in their sorrows. I get it. We need to go there for a time, but not forever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, you you only get this one life. You have a choice. And yeah. while it may not seem attractive or desirable to come to peace with the loss of a child of all things, the gifts therein are not up yeah. to you to decide or control, but Correct. to be open to receiving. And you yeah. have to do the heavy lifting to do it, right? And yeah. um, it, it's a an incredible relationship between the emotional junk and the physical junk. And so you're finding in your business now how these two things yeah. work together, right? Where we might be holding on to stuff as extra comfort for the emotional turmoil we're feeling inside. And so, exactly. you know, maybe sometimes it's starting with the organizing that um brings forth to light an emotional wound or vice versa so talk about that relationship now between like grief recovery and professional organizing and how probably changing your environment helps you continue to release the the emotional junk
1: yeah so when we talk about loss of course most people think about death right or grief people think about death and there's over 40 Typical losses that a good majority of us will experience at some point. Obviously, death, we're all going to die, right? So we will experience that. But people might have experienced divorce or Mm -hmm. um, the loss of a relationship Mm -hmm. or the loss of a job, the loss Mm -hmm. of financial security. Mm -hmm. So just depending on what that is, and as we deal with those things and we stuff them down inside, I I should say we don't deal with those things and okay. we stuff them down inside. We're just causing, you know, future problems. Right. <clears throat> so the most typical story I can think of is, is um, a client who beautiful home, beautifully decorated, so well organized and so well maintained and going through the home. I was like, I don't know why I'm here. I can't possibly think of what it is that I'm going to be able to do for For these people. And um, my husband was with me. And um, as we walked into the primary bedroom, all of a sudden, I almost gasped because there was such a disconnect between the rest of the home and -hmm. this bedroom. Right. As we walked into the bedroom, there's just piles and piles of clothes everywhere.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: as we got to the bathroom, where which was obviously being used to, you know, brush your teeth and take showers and use the restroom and so forth, we were walking on clothes to get to those different areas. And I, I just, I couldn't understand, you know. So my husband and her husband were going to measure out this closet. And they'd actually turned in their dining room into a part of their primary closet. So as they go off to do that, we walk out into the house and she's showing me all her organization stuff. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm amazed. Like, there's so many things here that I can take and use with my other, you know, clients. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I just took a deep breath and I felt moved to ask her, you know, there's such a disconnect. Is there anything from your childhood that you can look at and say, this is why my bedroom looks like this? She's like, no, I have no idea. I've tried to figure it out. Nobody can figure it out. Um, it's, you know, causing marital problems between my husband and I. And as much as I want to fix it, I can't fix it. So I just thought into my repertoire of experiences, and I remembered, you know, my husband um, had a very domineering, difficult mother at times, emotionally abusive, I would say, but. Every Saturday, she would go to the bedrooms and somebody would win the Pig of the Week award. Mm -hmm. So definitely disciplining from the negative standpoint. Mm -hmm. And when I said that to her, her face turned white and she just started to cry. Yeah, She's like, oh my gosh, that sounds just like my mom. And you know what? Because instead of saying, Okay, you, were, I mean, this was a true story. But instead of looking at her, it was much easier for her to hear it through somebody else's eyes. Sure. And then she was able to allow that experience to come forward. Yeah. And sure enough, we got the room done. We got the bathroom done in this humongous closet, lots and lots of beautiful clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it still stays you know, Pinterest worthy to this day. And that's the difference of just going in when you look at these, you know, TV shows and HGTV, you go in, everything is transformed and you walk out of their lives. There's not a system to hold it into place, right? Mm -hmm. There's We're not getting to the root of the problem. So that's where the connection between organizing and grief and trauma Mm -hmm. and loss are such a good fit. And in the beginning, when I said, okay, I've got this organizing business. My husband laughed because he's like, who is going to pay someone to organize their house? I'm like, honey, you don't understand. Like people don't live like you lived your whole life in this spotless home. And then in our marriage, you know, even with four boys, right, everything was in place. And we both had very busy jobs, but our mentality was when we get up in the morning, the kids need to know where their backpacks are, where their shoes are. You know, there was always a system in place. And I'm like, That's not how most people live. So once he got into it, you know, his eyes were opened and he's like, wow, yeah, this is totally different than how I expected it to be. So then when I said I was going to do the grief recovery piece, he's like, oh, my gosh, now I'm all confused again. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how this ties together. And everybody said that, too. They're like, Mm. I mean, talk about the disconnect. They're like, Ann, what? You're just going off on this weird tangent. I go, I don't even know how to explain it, but I know in the end, it's all going to tie together. And that's what's, you know, so neat about it. Now, four years later is, I believe it's really come to be the business and passion um, and vision of what it was supposed to be. Although when I started, I had no idea. I just kept throwing noodles at the wall, Mm -hmm. what sticks and just continue to take the next step. I think so often as entrepreneurs and starting businesses is we want you know my my husband wanted the business plan and he wanted to know Mm -hmm. every step that was going to get me to this place and I'm like that's just not how I function I'll Mm -hmm. figure it out and I think I was getting myself so overwhelmed trying to see the end Result. Mm-hmm. You know, what do they, you know, Stephen Covey start with end of mind. Yes. And I do like to live my life from that perspective. Mm-hmm. But when I was thinking about starting a business, I I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know how to get there. I just kept and you know, and that's and that's probably how I found you too, is the next thing or person that kind of pops up, yeah. I jump into their podcast, their, you know, business, whatever it is for a time. And I glean what I can out of that. Yeah. And then I take it with me to the, and I do the next thing. So as soon as I stopped stressing out about the big picture mm-hmm. and just kept taking the next step, that's where, you know, you mentioned the confidence and the peace and the joy yeah. that I have. Mm-hmm. That's really was the missing piece because I was just so stressed out about what I should have been doing or what I needed to do or the future of this business because I wanted it to be an honor to our son's life, right? Yeah. yeah. But the minute I let that go and just let the process unfold, now I'm at a place where I never thought was even possible before we lost him, right? Mm-hmm. I'm at a place of life where, you know, thankfully, you know, like you mentioned, my husband and I are in the retirement phase of life. And so we have different freedoms, right?
2: Yeah.
1: But also... It brings such purpose and joy to our lives to fill our lives and the people that we meet. You know, we we wouldn't have this opportunity without the business. Um, We have a woman, her name is Monica, and she won't mind me saying this. You know, she'll call and she doesn't call me. You know, she calls my husband and he comes and he changes the air filters and he puts in mm-hmm. a new garbage disposal and he hangs a light and he does stuff like that there is such a connection with her in our lives, completely separate of business. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been neat to just see those kind of relationships build. And we wouldn't be the people we are today without those experiences in our lives.
0: That's right. So you're adding more without attachment yeah. to what that more is. And you exactly. can play in the creative flow of what comes from that. And that sounds like true abundance, because it's, it's part of breathing, it's just part of exactly who you are, and how you're choosing to interact with others. Right? So there's no, there's no um, desire to, you know, be a seven figure earner, not to say that that's off the table. Yeah. yeah. But If it comes, it comes. And so you can just play in this whole spaciousness. And again, you know, words that have been swimming through me this year, 2024, is like the purity of service and showing up Mm -hmm. in the purity of service is such a more kind of like relaxed and enjoyable way to be in business and personally i'm settling into that myself like yeah i want to quit my job and be a seven-figure earner do, 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 transform lives rah! but <laughs> how we achieve that from a to b can happen in a lot of different ways and so even that is a decluttering of how you want to design your business and I don't want to have a business that's going to own me when I'm done my day job I want to have a business that's really for the fun of serving and connecting and meeting beautiful hearts like yours where we can share our story and share our impact and just reach people that you know need to be reached and that allows just for you to design things to make choices in bite sizes right so you can kind of trudge along in baby steps well i'm gonna say taking for granted a little bit that it's going to evolve to something else but you let it do that on its own and this is an important piece of letting the business be a business that you work in um but you know you can separate yourself from it right you can breathe life into it and then it starts to take its bit of its own form and you can observe what it's doing and nurture different parts of it and sort of guide it along to different places by the choices you make but um business plans and like you know having big visions it's good to anchor into a why you have a very clear why and you know the um the influences that you want to have on others and show them possibility through your own transformation is is really motivating to keep you going too. Um, but if we're going to do these things freely, then we have to let them be what they're going to be and not try to control them because we don't really control anything at the end of the day, except the choice that we make in any moment, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: And you know what, you you made me think of something. So in business, I've taken a lot of like, how do you start your own online businesses and so forth?
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I just keep doing the next step. And, you know, the one thing was, you know, that I was not doing a lot of was the networking, right? Mm-hmm. So I offer the grief recovery method now at the local libraries for free.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I decided to go to the senior center in a nearby neighborhood and I started playing cards with some of the seniors, then started, you know, um, serving more in our church. and as a result, although the initial intent was for my business and growing my business, mm-hmm. I within I would just say just the last two months, right of 22024, 2020, where that was my focus, I am now stepping back and going, "What a gift." Mm -hmm. I am meeting these women in the senior center and we are just laughing and having a good time. I don't mention my business. If it comes up in conversation, you know what? I might come become to know the, be the grief person or the organizing Mm -hmm. person, whatever that is. But I let go of that original intent of why I started these things. Mm -hmm. And I am just, you know, I mentioned playing pickleball. That would not be me. Right. Um, going to Bunko, being in a book um, club mm-hmm. within our neighborhood. And I am just being so filled
2: Fair.
1: and so much joy is yes. being brought into my life. Yes. Um, And that's, again, the piece of we're doing this and the goal is, you know, not necessarily to, you know, make a million dollars, but it's just to continue to <clears throat> pay it forward Bless mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. people, but mm-hmm. when I look back, you know, I'm now um, facilitating for a group at our church. It's called Promised Hope, and it's an addiction group. So mm-hmm. it's for the families, it's for the addicted person. The experiences that I'm having through yeah. trying to help other people is priceless, yeah. right? And then now I get to start up the grief share program for those people. So I do the grief recovery, but at the church. There's a lot of people that would like a faith-based program. Mm -hmm. And so the grief share is equally good and it focuses just on death of a loved one, but I'm able to offer that through our church again, Mm -hmm. just through serving and helping other people. But it's kind of, it's been interesting to see how it's just tying together some loose ends for me Mm -hmm. that now it's all making sense of, why I'm doing the business, how the business can help others. And in the end, Mm -hmm. you know, guaranteed I'm benefited the most out of everybody without a doubt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is to do it because you have to, you're not trying to get anything. You just want to support others. And that is the, the greatest return that you can get. And, you know, the, the, money and the the reach and those things are out of our control whether we buy a hundred dollars in facebook ads or what (laughs) it's that meaningful connection and the growth of your heart knowing that you are utilizing your gifts that you are reaching people intentionally and you know kind of kicking it old school and playing with how you share your gifts it doesn't only have to be available in one way right like oh if you want to access what's imprinted in my heart that will change your life you have to come through <laughs> these funnels only and follow this method only it's like no i'm in everywhere all the time carrying all yeah. of this with me applying it in different ways and just handing it out by like the mittfuls you know to anyone who comes near that's impact and that goes into the supernatural and will create waves of things like you've already described that we can't imagine. And so I think that's really the message coming out of here is to really live in the joy and the sense of your heart's desire and your own talents in how you show up and not be worried about, you know, a perfect post or seo optimization or funnel (laughs) sequence is like we can just share that energy share that gift freely and openly um and then apply some structure because i was looking at your website and i do like how you've designed you know the freebie the one-on-one the group you have like a nice flow for people to come in and start to be in your space so when when someone's ready the invitation is there and so-called store is ready to receive and serve them so there is you know there is a business piece to this but Mm -hmm. it's it's in addition to all this other state of being and state of again service and even just talking about that and playing it back like This has been definitely my message sent from heaven for this year is like, dude, relax even more, hand it over even more, settle down and, you know, fully embody who you are and let that show up as it may without trying to control it um, and have fun with it that way. And I tell you, I just feel bigger as a result of that and able to carry more that you know might be that definitely years ago would have been really hard for me as a doer like I too was a doer 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 you know outwardly and
1: it's ironic
0: I think you'll say the same you're doing more doing being more than you've ever been and yet it's like the easiest most joyful um an efficient, you know, time where you've got downtime to relax, you've got social time, service time, community building, all these things coming together and falling into place because it's not you trying to fit them
1: together. Yeah, yeah, it's an, it's a natu- it's a natural trans, you know, yeah. transgression into this thing that has morphed that I could have never imagined yeah. from the very beginning. Yeah. And the yeah. minute, like you said, when you talk about the funnels and the business and all that stuff just makes my head crazy. <laughs> um. And if we realize that if we just slow down enough to mm-hmm. listen and stop doing a little bit, then it's a lot more clearer what the next step should be.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and it makes it so much easier. It really does. Like you said, you know, you've, you've slowed down and in slowing down, I had this, of this whole nervousness about, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> what's going to happen to the business and yeah. how am I going to pay the bills? Well, yeah. you know, that's the last thing that I've had to worry about because I just decided to be present in the business mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just be And the things that are coming forward as a result are amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you've been able to create a system that's going to work for you, right? So you're making your own rules in how your business is going to function. And Mm -hmm. so presumably with um, the services, people book and then you schedule out when their calls are going to be and you have, um, you know, some structure in there, but you've decided how and where it fits and the hours of availability and the spots per month and the, you know, frequency of group programs per year or, you know, per eight. Yeah. And,
1: you know, it's interesting because in the beginning it was like, you know, I was just ordering books and ordering programs and, Mm -hmm. you know, getting my websites in place and adding these to the website, so forth and so on. And my husband kept saying, wait a minute, Like, isn't the cart coming before the horse? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what, John, I'm just moving forward. And and now I am, even like from the books that I ordered three years ago that I Mm -hmm. haven't touched, Mm -hmm. I had to do a presentation last week. And sure enough, I was pulling out whether it was um, somebody's email list that I'd gotten onto or a book that I had picked up. And it just, I'm like, oh my gosh. I know what I want to teach, I know what I want to talk about, and I was able to go back into emails or pick up this book and focus on this area it kind of gave me like you said like organization system that kind of stuff. Yeah. Where if I waited till the day that I needed that stuff, I would have been too too busy and unable to do that. Yeah. You know, just like putting the scheduling system on my website for calls. When I did it, I really didn't need it, but mm-hmm. it's something that I'm like, oh, in, in business, they tell you to do this, so I'm going to do it, and now it's in place. like That foundational mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. the things when you start a business and you're running an online business like this, um, the stuff that you need, and it's foundational, it might take a while to get in place, but once it's in place, you're done right Mm -hmm. you just have to tweak it along the way but if you wait till your business is rolling and running it's too late then because you don't have the time now Mm -hmm. that it's needed to put that stuff the foundations into place so that's been one of the things that's been kind of cool is just listening to what I think is the next best thing Mm -hmm. with advice from others and just doing it, I don't know why I'm doing it, <laughs> but now today I can look back and go, "Oh, now I get it. now I know why I needed a you know a scheduling system on my website
0: when that client shows up, and particularly I mean if we're a life coach, an organizing coach, we're asking people to trust us and to trust our heart, and so yeah. the the hard the hard the more masculine energy type of things that um will serve that client having them in place will help them feel safe when they're feeling vulnerable and ready when they're feeling Uh, ready to get vulnerable with you Uh, and so they they feel called to your heart they feel a connection there but it will be um like an anchor of security to see that they can book a call and get it on the calendar and then they're like okay i just have to get to that date and time right and if it's like an email exchange back and forth, scheduling it can be easy for them to go. Oh ah, no, this is too hard. <laughs> ah, abort, yeah. abort, I'm out. Right, yeah. and and for yeah. yourself too, because we'll start off and be like, Oh, I want to help people heal. Da 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 da. And then they show up, and we're like, Oh crap! Oh, I, I don't know. I'm I'm busy. I can't figure it out. da da da. And it's easy for the doubts and the, and the indecision and and you know the excuses to come up. Um, but when we put these things in place, then it removes that for us and makes for yeah. a better client experience on the other side. And they are static things, like you say, like once they're in, <laughs> they're there. If you're using Calendly or Acuity, you could easily change dates as you and your life progress with the business now sinking in to what's already there and adjusting dates and things. But, you know, the link is there, the email that follows up is there, the the online meeting or location to meet at is there. Those are are very um, confined pieces, you know, that don't need to change so much as you change Messaging right. graphics that sort of stuff may evolve, but these pieces yeah. are, are like you say. I mean, it's one of my favorite words. The foundation. One of my taglines is like, um you know, a powerful start, right? Like startups start here. It's a powerful start for your business. In, in a lot of that, because if we were doing brick and mortar, we would have an address until the business moved, and it would have a new address. So you know, these are parts of, of that system that allow people to come and find us and feel safe to move ahead, to feel supported in their vulnerability, um, and just to make it easier for everybody to get to the meat of it, right? You you don't have to fiddle around in the onset. Where's the door? How do I map the address? But how do I get into the building? <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> not a secret. Yeah, Yeah,
1: the more comfortable they feel and the more confident, you know, our business appears,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, sometimes, you know what, it's like, what came first, Mm -hmm. my confidence Mm -hmm. or the confidence that I put in place of onboarding for a client. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even think of that till now. You know what? Probably the confidence that I put together in the business came before I had that confidence inside of me, <clears throat> but it all came at the right time.
0: hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, so to take that in <clears throat> for the listeners, like I used to freak out when I would get a discovery call, <laughs> I <I'd> get so <laughs> sweaty and like just sick and I couldn't sleep and like the anxiety, even though I wanted it, when it showed up, I would be freaking yeah. out. Right. And now through years and, you know, the podcast has been such an immersion for me, but it shows me who I am. It shows me what I can do. And now I can just like drop in and and just roll with it comfortably. And I don't have to mess around with the what or when because it's all automated. So it just makes my yep. life easier. And it's held me accountable to show up like out of 47. I think this is the 47th podcast recording. Wow. Less than three have canceled or mostly rescheduled, like such a tiny amount. So now I'm like, okay, Mia, you want this? their book, you better be showing up to it because they've committed. So you have to commit. So I, I can't muck around with myself, right. Cause I'm now belong to somebody else and I need to honor them and I need to show up for myself too and put on a good show. So there's a, there's a few little things like we can do that are like the equipment, you know, that help us with the training as a business owner and help build that confidence, um, so that we are more ready and more brave when people show up. So um, some of those fundamental pieces, a booking system, a website, maybe a social media follow, a freebie yeah. is great to start building an email list and start practicing, you know, your message, yeah. and communicating with your audience. And then what you've done, Anne, is is a real teachable moment, too, of getting out into the community and just being yeah. and the woman, the yeah. whole woman with a business that may or may not come into opportunity. But, you know, you're not out there focused only on I got to get this yeah. thing going. It's like I'm going to practice the skills that I monetize through my business, but I'm going to be of service all the time. And that's a big difference as a startup, too, when we can be. You know, in scarcity mindset or in like yeah. anxiety mindset, trying, yeah. trying, trying to get somewhere rather than being the whole
2: yeah. vibe of it. Right.
1: And two, as we meet people, whether it's in the grocery store mm-hmm. or, you know, at the gas station. Nobody wants to be around the person that's putting out that nervous energy. Right. Mm. Um, and it's hard for us to just allow ourselves to calm down and with the confidence that the business is going to come when the time is right. But at the same time, nobody wants us Mm -hmm. if we're that other person. Mm -hmm. So it only makes sense to be calm and comfortable. And then we will attract the the right people to us, right? We're not a scarcity mentality where we just have to take every single client and every single customer. That's right. No, we will attract the right ones and we will detract the wrong ones.
0: That's right. And we're practicing what it is to be that business owner and what it is to be in the service of what we have, right? It's a new skill. It looks good yeah. on paper. It looks flashy on the internet. <laughs> it's like exciting. <laughs> But really, it's it's about who you want to be and how you want to make an impact in other people's lives yeah. based on what comes easy and natural for you. And practicing now, again, like adding that to what already exists in your life and seeing where it will take you. I mean, you have such a, a beautifully designed story that is like a case study for what this looks like, you know, like life event and experimenting in outcomes and then really just opening to what possibilities lay there as part of your own healing and transformation it's it feels very tangible to me as as what I would love for you know new business owners to relax into to feel safe in what they're doing much like a baby hopefully feels very safe and in its needs in the vulnerable times because when we're first starting out we're vulnerable and we will mess with ourselves so much at that stage but there's um there's ways to let go of that to just let it be an experience again versus um an attachment to getting something out, but what you get out of it is, you know, the energy that you have here. And like this real satiated, like you said, my cup is full. My cup overfloweth as a result mm-hmm. of all of this, like that's the way to live. That's a way to grow a business.
1: Yeah. And too, when you say that um, my whole life was serving others and whatever it was that I was doing. But I was serving from an empty cup, right? Mm -hmm. So it's only over the last six months to a year Mm -hmm. where I've been focusing on taking care of myself and my health Mm -hmm. and getting a daily schedule in place. Mm -hmm. And um, then letting my schedule allow the business to transform. Yes rather than focusing so much on the business that there was no schedule to my life or to anything that was going on, it was more chaotic. Right. And, uh, but as much as we want to give to others and you know, it it sounds so cliche, but at 59 years old, it's taken me this long to figure out how to make it work. Um, so I'm sure I'm not the only one with this problem Mm -hmm. where I got to take care of myself first. Mm -hmm. And Say no, you know. For example, when the church asked me to do the grief share program, they wanted it at nighttime. I, due to health reasons, I don't do good at night. I'm like, nope, mm-hmm. I can do it from 12 to 1:30. Mm-hmm. With all the people that are working remotely, they mm-hmm. could come at lunchtime and either leave the class early or extend their lunch and still participate. Well, guess what? We have more people in that time. Than other churches have at nighttime, you know. Mm. So it's like it's okay to set boundaries. Yeah, it's okay to put yourself first, and then the right business growth will come as a result.
0: Hundred percent. That is very very wise, particularly at the beginning when you're so eager, right? We tend yeah. to be so
2: <laughs> eager
0: for it. Ah, oh, I want it all right now. Well, <laughs> one of my one of my sayings is, we don't expect babies to drive or fly planes at six months. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah. you know? Yep. it takes time. It takes and you know, you hear the time. stories of the entrepreneurs out there, and they're all every single one that's doing super well. And I, I shouldn't say every, but the most, they're like, oh, it's taken ten years. We're like, what? Mm-hmm. Ten years to mm-hmm. build this business? Well, yeah. And it, you just put it right there, and I'd never heard that said before. Like. Yeah, we don't expect babies to fly a plane at six months. So why would we expect us to have it all figured out? You know, yeah, five years would be nice, but you yeah. know what? You gotta be you gotta be okay with the process as long as you're working the process right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. we don't want to be you know lazy and so forth, but yeah. um we gotta give it the right amount of time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it takes the pressure off too. It's just such a yeah. you know, such a more for me enjoyable and um again peaceful but uh it just like that detachment which is a daily practice for me you guys like honestly breathing into it surrendering softening and just doing it to do it i can't stop i wouldn't know how to stop all the things i have in place right now and i wouldn't want to because like i'm having too much fun i'm meeting incredible people we're getting our messages out there it's not mine anymore right now i'm just a part of the rest of the system um and whatever will be will be and <laughs> i'm just gonna stick around to find well, out
1: and start dancing <laughs> right
0: yeah
1: it's, uh, it's a natural progression of things it's right natural
0: progression the of more things.
1: we want something the less it's going to actually i think come into yeah. place is kind of how i feel
0: that's it that's beautiful. So what does this year look like for you you're going with the flow? You're expanding a little bit, like seeing what opportunities come your way.
1: Yeah. You know what is just really like, you know, what we've kind of discussed and is just um, putting myself and my life first, mm-hmm. business second mm-hmm. um, and letting the natural progression of things take over mm-hmm. and what I did say was I was going to focus on networking this year. Didn't know what that looked like. And now, you know, not even two months into it, I'm like, Oh, this makes so much sense now. Um, and I can see how down the road it's going to explode mm-hmm. into something bigger than I could have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll happen with a natural progression, a comfortable progression and You know, my whole life, I worked in restaurants, um, in uh, training and development and opening new restaurants, and it was crazy, raising four boys and everything else. I always put my business before my life. Well, Mm -hmm. thankfully, as an entrepreneur, I can put my life before the business, and now it all will come full circle and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, make my life. And my experiences so much greater and more enjoyable, um, you know, just meeting somebody like you and some of my closest friends now are my online friends that I've right. met through building the business. Right. Yeah. They're like, oh, my goodness. You know, I never did online dating. I've been with my husband for 40 years. I met yeah. him when I was 17. But like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it makes sense a little bit like, right you know, you can continue a relationship with somebody you connected with online as you're building the business. Um, I've got a friend now that was in one of my very first business building classes and she's in North Carolina for half the year. So we get together and communicate Mm -hmm. on that level. And as we're still building our businesses together, so it's, it's a lot, it's a lot more fun.
0: It's like that journey of, um, having your childhood friends and then you guys get famous together, <laughs> you yeah. know, the behind the scenes, right? You you know, the iceberg <laughs> underneath the surface and, and it's yes. relatable, right? And, yeah, and it's,
2: absolutely. it's a
0: different, a different uh, connection than other folks who, who have known you their whole life as the you you've been um, and aren't necessarily, you know, seeing the you that you're becoming. So yeah, it they're yeah. meaningful. And it and it makes the journey um just easier, I find, because now you have community. You have others with it. So yeah. You know, we're not necessarily solopreneur. We're we're building our businesses yeah. together and support and sisterhood with one another.
1: And I would say the only additional thing and you kind of touched on this a little bit that I'll do in the business this year that's different in addition to the networking is, you know, um, learning, or I actually hired somebody to learn how to do Facebook ads because I'm not mm-hmm. a tech savvy person. Mm-hmm. Um, is I will, I will add Facebook ads onto mm-hmm. the, the you know business and the structure of what I'm doing to try that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but with everything that I've tried to do, I try to do it in quality. Instead yeah. of haphazard, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I try to take courses with different people and mm-hmm. learn how to do the Facebook ads, and it was is just a mess. Mm-hmm. And so I finally said, I have a VA, and she's been doing other things for me, and I'm like, hey, I keep asking everybody, do you know how to do Facebook ads? Do you know? How to? <laughs> and everyone's like, nope, nope. Um, and I said, can I hire you to take this class? And then will you do my Facebook ads? So she mm-hmm. just texted me this morning as I was driving here um, and said, Hey, you know, do you want me to do the copy or this or that? And then I'll send you an invoice. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've been stressing over yeah. Facebook ads for two years. Wow. And it just, I was like, I'm done fighting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it up to somebody else. I don't know mm-hmm. if you uh, read the book, Um, 10x is easier than 2x. Mm-hmm. And it talks about, you know what, we get ourselves so stuck in these trenches of we have to do it ourselves. If we step back and said, how much money did it cost me for two Mm -hmm. years to try and Mm -hmm. figure it out? And I'm still no further along than I was two years ago, Mm -hmm. where I finally just said, okay, I'm going to let the experts do what they're good at. So I can focus on what I love to do. And, you know, I'm kind of excited because the text just came today and she's ready to rock and roll. So I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah. 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 So that would be the only thing adding to, you know, as far as the structure of the business that that'll happen this year.
0: So this is uh, really cool because, you know, in, in kind of pay as you go, you can get certain things done even as a startup. So it's not like a conditional (laughs) reward to when you reach a certain level of revenue or status or whatever, as an entrepreneur, it's just a matter of, um, accepting what you can't do and, mm-hmm. you know, paying a, a kind of a concise fee out to get it done yes. because it feeds the bigger vision. So that's very strategic yeah. and smart and, and, you know,
1: for... and it's one of those things that kind of once they're up and running, <clears throat> I can <throat> maintain it. There you go. I just can't get it to that yeah. place. Yeah. And you just reminded me of something, you know, I think about, you know, you're working your full-time job and you're, you're doing this in addition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sounds busy. And maybe chaotic to other people, but that is how we, you know, that feeds us. Right. Yeah. Um, so when I started the organizing business, it was nice because that actually came quick and fast and, and um a lot of revenue. Right. Mm-hmm. And that fed my dream of doing mm-hmm. the grief piece and mm-hmm. life coaching and, and that kind of stuff. So, you know, it doesn't go from A to Z without getting a little messy, Mm-hmm. but it's just figuring out what's going to get us to, to where it is that we want to end up in our business. You know, we can grow it as big or we can keep it as little and easy as as we want it to.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And you were a delight. I've just like so quickly, uh, chemistry, you know, great exchanges Um, and a, just oh, a thanks. beautiful heart, a beautiful mission. So I look so much forward to sharing you with my audience, <laughs> dropping links to your freebie to follow you along um, even just watching you grow and flourish in your business will be of value to others who are starting out. Um, never mind the impact if they choose to work with you. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. For those needs. So, and
1: uh, I'm excited you. to get to know you better too. I'm, I, I'm a, you know, just thrilled to uh, meet people like yourself and be able to like walk this road together.
0: Awesome. That's awesome. Well, welcome to my space and my heart. And I'll send you a follow up (laughs) email because I've got a whole little world of collaborators where we do it together. So I'm just thrilled and have a great rest of your day and we'll keep in
2: touch. Thanks. Bye bye. Thanks so much. Bye.